know of certainty that there is a great harvest coming, saith the Spirit of grace. That which has been hard to attain to will be of great ease. Many will come into the church. The walls will be filled to capacity, says the Spirit of grace. When you see a return of the things being done in the now church that was being done in the then church, the first church, the things that were established from the very beginning, the three things that caused my church to thrive was first the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And my church was full and everyone realized the significance and stayed in a place of prayer and stayed in a place where the mysteries continued to flow through them. There was also a great emphasis and my people loved my word. They stayed in my word. They knew that there was only growth through the power of my word. And because of it, I expanded my church. The third thing was that they stayed in a place of gathering. They were faithful to church. Daily they met from house to house. Continued to stay in a place of gathering. Satan has stolen from the modern church any significance, any real significance of praying in tongues. Very few people in the church know my word. The loss of just opening up my word and reading it in the homes has been lost. And because of it, there is no power. The church can't get blind eyes opened because there's no word in their home. They can't get the flu or COVID out of their home because there's more TV than there is word. Flu, which should be not more than just a mention of my name, it should be the simplest of all things. And because there's a lack of love together, because the world has invaded and stolen the significance of how important it is together together my power has gone it's left it's been pushed out I did not leave I've been pushed out but I say unto you the revival is among you and it will be among those who love my word and pray in the spirit and find a significance together together when these things are being restored when people open up their Bibles in their homes outside of the church and read my word and pray and seek my face this glory is coming it's scheduled but it can be aborted says the Spirit of the Lord among thousands and thousands am I. I am to be worshipped. I desire to heal your bodies. I desire to heal your homes. 
and I desire to heal your marriages. But I must be sought after. I must be sought after, says the Spirit of the Lord. But I am tender towards you and merciful. Anything that you give me, I'll come. And I'll reward it with great significance. Stay in the place of prayer. Stay in the place of seeking me. And love my word more than you love life. Says the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Now, you're going to have to help me. Uh, I can tell you're into this service. You're not someplace else. But you're going to have to help me and open up your voice box and, 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 and respond. Can I hear some amens? Amen. Hallelujah. If I just said, like, turn to, what do you say? Yes. That's it. And if I say, and let's turn back to you, you say, amen, amen. and glory to God, best I ever heard. Amen. Glory to God. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. amen. Thank you. We are a church that uh, we have to, now listen. Don't get quiet when I'm getting serious on stuff. I mean, if you're amen and all along, and then all of a sudden you get real quiet, <laughs> it's a dead giveaway. Just go ahead and just, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm being hypocritical. Well, aren't we all at times? Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, if you, uh, Pastor Dave said you throw that rock in the midst of those dogs, puppies, whatever, you don't. The one that yelps is the one that got hit. Or when you stop saying amen, I know. <laughs> or when you look down at your phone or look down at your... You know, I wish that all of you could preach up here for just one time. You, you, you've got you to gotta be in an anointing because otherwise you see all kinds of stuff going on. You just, you just have no idea. You know, I'm making a point and somebody's going, Gucci, 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 Gucci to a baby or trying to get... <laughs> that thing unwrapped i can't get it un oh god <laughs> and i'm like i'm wanting to stop and <laughs> and then the other one was, i'm like my god i I'm, I'm, it seems like this is a good service i mean like <laughs> you really need to preach one time where you got three or four going I've done it before myself. Don't feel bad. I've done it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> it's, it's just, I mean, it's what I do. You've got to learn how to, you're right. I mean, if you're going to do this, you've got to, so, and you guys are great. You, as Alan Taylor says, you're world changers. World changers. You really are. You know, when I'm talking real nice to you, I'm setting you up probably. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you really are. We are. We are, you are, we're the cream of the crop, and uh, as Gary calls us, the spearheads. How are we doing back there, Meister? We're doing okay, back and forth? And, okay, hallelujah. Listen, if you get this and you choose to get off for a while, tune in tomorrow and uh, keep praying for us. We'll, we'll, we'll figure this out. We went for a couple months, no glitches, 
and then this thing's trying to it's trying to mess with us and there's a whole bunch of people out there there's hundreds hundreds out there that are watching and so we appreciate that hallelujah well glory to god my assignment from the lord is a good assignment and it's not to talk down to you believe me when i'm teaching these messages i'm preaching halfway to myself sometimes but it is to provoke you to jealousy of the lord and to continue to provoke you to pray and seek the lord uh I said a few weeks ago, and I meant it in a good way, if you're not praying, please come to me, whatever. Let me, let me say it a little differently. If you're not in a war, in other words, maybe you're not where you know you're going to be or should be, but at least you're in a war. You're trying. Okay? That qualifies you to, to keep going forward and keep doing whatever you're doing in leadership or activity now if you're around here or even if you take the garbage out and you don't pray and you don't care to pray and you're not even in fight to to get there please just let me know or whoever asked you to do something let them know i'm not you know i'm still saved but i'm not in this with you right now so uh, we do that as much for you as we do for the church that's really is really primarily for you but you, you may be in a fight, and you're not totally established, but you're, at least you're in a fight. In other words, it, bother, it concerns you in a right way, and you're trying whenever you can to do something about it, to spend some quiet time with the Lord on a somewhat consistent basis. Hallelujah. It is to provoke you to continue to pray. Well, Pastor... That's all you talk about. Listen, that's not all we talk about. On this journey, um, as you're watching, I can promise you that if you will... See, I know that this is a somewhat of a tough message for some, but it's really not... His commandments are not grievous. They're not grievous. But it is to provoke you, it is to pro provoke all of us to a place of continual prayer as much as possible. I will say this, and I'm not saying this to be, I'm just, I'm getting this from a good source. And uh, this is not to bring the mood down because there's no mood in but this is just for it is what it is and it kind of answers questions we pray we talk about prayer all the time around here right but that doesn't mean just because you go to the family prayer center that doesn't mean everybody's praying and just because you hear a bunch of messages don't let your mind fool you that hey i go to a place where the, all my pastor does is run us ragged on prayer so i'm a prayer person just because you're hearing it do you understand 
In other words, you could have taken your sleeping bag and slept in the garage last night, but that doesn't make you a car. <laughs> you got it? So I'm, what I'm saying is this, and please, stay on the up with me. Let's, all, let's say, say everything he's telling me, is this going to help me? There's far less, how can I say this, Lord? There's far less prayer going on on a consistent basis among us than what we really even care to realize. Far less. We go out of here thinking, we go to the family prayer center, everybody heard that message. And I'm not even talking about, there's a lot of people, some people that come, you're just coming. Man, I've, I said Wednesday night, I said, just get in our wake. Come and be a part of it. Now, if it makes you so upset all the time i love you enough to do this i can help find you i and i'm i you say you're being sarcastic i don't know maybe there's a little bit of but i really mean this i'll help find you a local church that won't step on your toe so much i will help you i'll help administer the uh the it's not the red pill it's the blue pill right the red pill wakes you up in the matrix. If you want to take the blue pill, I'll help find you. I'll, I'll have to tell you, now they're not going to mess with your, your life. They're not going to mess with you. But you'll be somewhat happy living in a world that doesn't really exist. Pastor, I don't want that. I don't either. But, there's, but back to my statement and I know this in my spirit, and I'm not condemning anybody because I don't know. You, you, you have to. Even I'm not talking about the fringes of us. I'm talking about the people that know you're accountable after hearing this message. There's still there's still far less prayer going on among us on a consistent basis that needs to cause revival than what we care to realize or even what we know. In other words, our brain will trick us into thinking, we're, we're in a praying church. All the elders are praying, everybody's praying, and it hadn't happened yet. No, listen. I'll just bet you, Pastor, you shouldn't gamble, but I'll tell you what, I'll step out of character right now. I'll bet you that if we had 50% of the people that go to this church that prayed... I know this would be a challenge, but I'll just say 50% of the people prayed one hour a day, five days a week in tongues. I'll bet you we'd have an explosion around here. Pastor, it's not that bad. No, it's probably well below that. Do you understand? Pastor, I, thank you. Thank you. I got one. <laughs> You're not a visitor. You understand that? You're part of us. they got to travel all the way. For, how long does it take you to get here? About four hours. And then you're going back after this service. They just drove over the four hours. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> See, our brain will trick us into believing. I go to a praying church and I'm a prayer... <laughs> Or I'm not praying, but somebody's 
Somebody's praying. I don't know who the somebody is. Well, it's probably far less. But if we all kicked in, we all kicked in. An hour challenges me, Pastor. What about 30 minutes? What about 30 minutes of, of just, what about 15 minutes of reading the Bible and 15 minutes of praying in tongues? Well, Pastor, you don't know. I, listen. I know that there is somebody in your life that you can probably go to after you hear all these messages on prayer. You've got a pacifier person in your life or on Facebook or a sister or a brother or mama or daddy or somebody else. Pacifier. Well, yeah, we got, I got grandkids. One, one we're trying to slowly wean off the poopa. What's a pacifier? In other words, they'll tell you that guy's just overboard or you're all right to stay in your place. It's not right for him to ask more of your time. Listen, I'm trying to tell you something that'll set you totally free. It'll set your life free and it'll add more time. See, that's how Satan does the flesh. He disguises and says, I don't have time to pray. You don't have time not to pray. Well, I wanted to get into line on line. Well, this is what I, the other thing, too, I wanted to say. If you follow this ministry or like Jim Martin's, Gary Carpenter's, Alan Taylor's, all these, we preach a lot on seeking God in prayer, but you're not, you're going to get more, I'll add Homer Betancourt, you're going to get more line-on-line -line doctrine. In other words, you're going to be wind up smarter, we're not in competition with anybody, than 90% of the preachers out there. We're going to break down line-on-line -line Romans, not this services. I, 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 I wanted to go to Romans 8. Maybe I will, maybe not. You're not getting, well, all he teaches is prayer. No, no. You're, getting, you're going to get a certificate in your spirit of, in humility knowing more than 90% or 99% of all other Christians out there of the context of God's Word and true doctrine and what it means. You see this? You see this? this you, you all know it's the Bible. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the Holy Spirit said. He said this, one of the three, three main reasons why power left the church is one, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. People stop praying in tongues as much. My desire is to, I pray to God, every single one of you are praying in tongues all the time. Somebody said, you make too much of prayer. Listen, <laughs> how can I? He said, pray without ceasing. How can you pray without ceasing? One of the ways that you can continually pray is to pray in tongues all the time. Pray in tongues. You got filled a couple of days, a couple of weeks ago, right? You got the bath, Matthew. 
And I asked him a couple days uh, or the next service, did you, did you get, I got, he said, I got one sentence. Remind me of Miss Barbara when she got filled year, decades ago. He said, I got one sentence. And I kept saying that one sentence. Then I got another sentence. I don't know what it was. And I kept saying that sentence. I want all of you to be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's, that's my job. You got a job? Yep, punch my clock here. I, I'm to provoke you into all praying in the Holy Ghost. The church has got to return to praying in the Holy Ghost. And the church has got to return to being Bible thumpers. We got to be Bible thumpers. Carry this word or carry that, that sword around with your electronic device. And every time you get a chance to cram something more of the word inside of your brain and your heart, you need to be a Bible thumper all the time. Hallelujah. That's why the, the power has left the church. I think it will. <laughs> and church attendance, it's vital. Now I can show you by the book of Acts, they stayed together. And, and I'm not talking about a physical location. Nowadays, you, you, now virtual is very powerful. God's using it. This is a church for many people. But you need to attend when church is going on. Listen, Jesus said, uh, he, here's our prime example, our Lord and Savior. He prayed all the time. Somebody said, I don't know if prayer is everything that, listen, then why did Jesus, he, he was all the time, they were always missing him. Where's he at? Where's he at? Let's go find him. I, I know where he's at. He's praying somewhere. As soon as he gets done feeding the 5,000 and all... You guys go to the other side. I'm going to go up here and I'm going to pray at three o'clock in the morning. Three, the watch that that watch was about three o'clock in the morning when he looked out there. They were trying to get across the sea. They couldn't get across. But he's up on the mountain praying. Now, listen, I know this sounds sacrilegious to some of you. It might flip your wig if you have one on. But if Jesus didn't have a prayer life, even Jesus would not have been anointed. Why else did he pray then? Well, he's the Son of God. But the Son of God went away to fellowship with his Father. If he had not had a prayer life, he would have not had the results in miracles. Well, I beg to differ. Well, then why did he pray? Why, why spend any time? He continually sought the Lord, his Father. He continually sought the... In other words, he not only was filled, but he was continually being refilled. Do you understand that? He continually was daily being filled over and over again. If he'd have dropped his prayer life, his, his anointing, his... His healing, oh, thank God you didn't, Jesus. Because we don't have any place in the Word where you prayed for anybody. Thank God they're not writing on my life right now. Thank God I'm not part of one of the Gospels. I'm going to a place where everybody I pray for gets healed. Everybody I pray for gets healed. Everybody we pray for gets healed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But His anointing would have dropped. 
His anointing would have dropped to 50%. He'd have had, sometimes he got him healed, sometimes he didn't. What's the problem, Jesus? You're sinless, yes. You're filled with the Holy Spirit, yes. But I'm not having fellowship with my Father. Is it vital? My God, it's the lifeblood of our lives on a daily basis. What's he saying? Giving directives. Directives. What kind of directives? I'll tell you. First Peter. First Peter chapter four. <laughs> First Peter chapter four. We're going to get together again tonight. I'll teach a little bit on the foundation. Uh, it's very important for people that are among us that are just coming in to get this discipleship training, and then uh, and then Miss Gayle lead us again. And then we'll just sit and pray. Hallelujah. Let me, before I read this, if you'll just look up and let me address impasse. Impasse. Pastor Dave used to talk about impasse. It's a deadlock. It's, it's like there's no direction around uh, this emotion, this feeling, this whatever it is. Uh, you know that's why the word says that we should come boldly before the throne of grace that we may attain mercy find grace to help in the time of need because we have a high priest that says that we have not a high priest that cannot double negative which makes a positive that cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities he can this high priest can but he's touched with the feelings of your infirmities so that's even greater than just being touched by looking at you as an objective object lesson and saying I see what they're going through he goes beyond that he goes into the feelings of it he goes into the the spider web of all of everything that in other words you may be in a wheelchair that's a physical infirmity but all the emotional stuff that goes along with that of what you cannot do and then the way you think other people look at you and the way you look at yourself and then all of so it's deeper any physical infirmity is deeper than just the infirmity physically that itself your alley your hurt back that keeps you from doing stuff that you need to be doing it's not just the pain in your back it's all of the condemnation and the fear and everything else that goes along with the infirmity itself but jesus goes deeper than the infirmity he goes to the touching of the feelings of your infirmities glory be to god how deep is that god we worship you oh we worship you holy ghost we thank you jesus for your goodness but when you're in a gridlock when you're in a deadlock that's an impasse and it doesn't seem like you can possibly get around it I have found at the most difficult times in my life that there is a grace that is sufficient that if I will not stop. But here's, here's the deal. 
Here's the deal. When I'm going or when I've gone through any kind of emotional deal or fight, and we've all had them, or if I've made, maybe I'm not so much in a, a fight because I don't realize I'm in a fight, but all my time is being stolen. You know why, do you know why your family members, if you ever tell them, or maybe they'll testify to you, or, or other, other Christians that go to other churches, I don't have a problem with my prayer life. I don't have a problem with my prayer life. Well, sure they don't. They don't pray. Or their prayer in their, in their thoughts is uh, opening up, you know, and, and, and reading a psalm. Or, and that was their day. That was their daily devotion. I'm talking to revivalists. I'm talking about people that have to break through this concrete. There's a ceiling on us. It's called a ceiling that's been put there by religion. Somebody's got to break it. Now, you're just as much loved by God if you don't do this, just as much. But I've got to talk to people that will go along with this and break it. So what's going to happen is you're going to come to impasses. In other words, you don't want to pray, and it seems like you, there's nothing inside of you. The easiest thing I've found out in those times was uh, to occupy my mind just to go uh, fishing or hunting and nothing's wrong with that or take a drive or watch TV or go work on something or do this or that and the other and it'll occupy your mind. But here's the deal. Even after you've done all that and you don't pray, you still got to come back to the one reality is you've got to get past the impasse. Because here's the deal. You're either going to be miserable for a little bit, sitting there, making yourself, or else you're going to live a life of miserability. Which one's best? Well, this is what Peter said. He said this. In verse 1 of chapter 4, he says, For as much then as Christ has suffered, give, up, give Christ as the example, has suffered for us in the flesh, arm. The word arm means to equip. Arm or equip yourself likewise with the same mind. This is the Philippians 3 where he talks about, or it's Philippians 2. Uh, that's Paul's writings. But arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. For he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. Now, this gives us the far out reachings of uh, destructive sin, but it goes right back all the way. I can use this as a perfect and prime example to get a point across to you. And I'll say this. To anybody that ever teaches that our we come in we're born into Christ in full maturity, uh, this is an absolute perfect, perfect. Your spirit was born perfectly righteous. We understand that there was an instantaneous 
mortification that took place. The old man died. I was crucified. My old man was crucified with Christ. Why? That process destroyed the, the body of sin, which was the body of sin was the dynamo. It was the spirit inside of you. It cranked out sin. It destroyed that when you were crucified with Christ. But nevertheless, your spirit has to grow. It has to grow. It has to grow. It has to grow. And it has to go through a continual mortification against those things that come to stop you. Hallelujah. And if it was all done at salvation, then Peter would have never written, He that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. In other words, there's no other way around it. There's no other way around it. Some pastor, can you give me? I don't, I'm not a pain loving person. I, I like to have a way of escape. I know we all do. But is there any other? Can you tell me how to save my marriage? Can you tell me how to improve in my peace? Can you tell me? I only know one way. And that is to go into his presence and go into the promises of, of his word. And if you come back six years later and, tell, and ask me the same, I'm going to give you the same answer. I don't have another prescription for you. But it hurts, Pastor. I know you're going to escape it one or two ways. You're either going to go get in the boat and drive off and hope that whatever's, you know, I'm talking about whatever your way of escape is. But the, you, do you know that the reason why you can't sit your fanny down for 30 minutes or an hour? It's not just time. It's torment sometimes. It's underneath kind of things that you, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, so I need to occupy myself. But here's the deal. There's no way around just plain old, they used to call it elbow grease. There's no way sometimes other than just coming heat. Here's the, the end result. I'll tell you the end result of that scripture is he that has ceased from sin has suffered in the flesh. In other words, it didn't all just happen in this sense of the word, what I'm talking about. It didn't all just happen at uh, salvation. Now that man of sin was destroyed, but the mortification of the continuation, well, she's, uh, it's, it's one thing. It's one thing to, to look at a woman, another woman while you're married and just see her and say, beautiful, beautiful. There's something that's pulling. And then your thoughts go to places where you're not supposed to and then you don't, 10 minutes later, you're not, you've not way past the time when the red lights came on. You should have, there's something pulling there. Well, he said, in first peter that if you wanted to get that off to cease from that kind of sin there was a suffering what kind of suffering in other words you had to go you couldn't occupy it on the golf course you couldn't occupy it in the boat you couldn't occupy it cleaning the house you couldn't occupy it running with the dogs you couldn't occupy it working out you couldn't you could not there was had to be a sit down mortification 
prayer and fasting and but pastor that hurts i know but living with all that junks that's that that's a lifetime of torment why not spend a week or two or a month or however long it takes to stay in prayer and good old elbow grease and well i can't do it i can you give 30 minutes can you give 30 minutes because he that here's i'm using a fruit of this the, the end result, he goes on to list, he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from fornication, all those, those, you know, the real bad ones and all that stuff. But this goes back. But he who's not, it may not even be sin, the sin question. But if, if you're in a fight, if you're in that word, I love that, impasse. You're in a deadlock. At some point, you've got to look at that chair and say, And pastor, when you've set your, have you done it before? Have you been it? Absolutely. It's sometimes it's dry. Sometimes it feels miserable. Now I'm speaking to revivalists. Remember, if you want to live, if you want to take the blue pill and live happy ever after and not realize all the bondage you're in, I'll, I'll stop preaching these messages. Not on your best day. <laughs> Not on your best day will I ever stop. <laughs> Not on your best day. <laughs> but at some point, you've got to sit there. Pastor, have you ever? Oh, God. It's like miserability. These doesn't. See, I would love to tell you that every juncture is always angels singing joy unspeakable and full of glory but if you don't have to ask for impasses but if they come there's no way around a certain level now he'll be with you there's no way around a certain level of suffering in the flesh and that doesn't mean you you lose your mind or you have a nervous breakdown or but a lady came to Pastor Dave in the church one time and she said, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to have a breakdown. I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to, well, you know what? Go ahead. Go ahead. You know, if that's where you think you've got to go. She, she wasn't doing the message, but go ahead. And not that he wanted her to, of course. A certain level of sarcasm for the purpose of trying to wake her up. Go ahead. And, uh, you know, they're going to institutionalize me. I don't know. I'm going to... It's, he said, well, go ahead. But then once you get out of there, if you're going to walk in freedom, you're still going to have to go back to doing this message because there's no way around it unless you do the message. What's the message? A place of commitment to Christ. Am I going to heaven if I don't? Yes, absolutely. But do you want more peace? Do you want more power? He that has suffered in the flesh. What are you saying? I'm saying that sometimes in prayer, it's not always fun. It's not always fun. Sometimes it's absolutely just work. It's just work. Well, know that when your fanny is at work, you are making some of the best progress ever. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. 
Hallelujah. It's only 1130. And I've just preached the entire word of God to you. Hallelujah. There's prosperity in this, saith the Lord. These things are being spoken unto you, male or female, male, mother, sister, daughter, child, to those that will take these things and allow me to come and tailor them. I'll, I'll come to you personally because I know every single one of you and I know every single one of your schedules. But if you will say yes and not blanketly say no because I can't do this. But if you'll say yes to me, says the Spirit of the Lord, I'll come, I'll show you, I'll initiate, I'll institute, and I'll be with you during the most difficult times and the driest times. And I'll bring you forth and I'll cause you to walk in great joy, ecstaticness of love and peace and power, says the Spirit of the Lord. The world is waiting on you. Your friends are waiting on you. Your co-workers are waiting on you. I have no other selection. You're my choice. You're my choice, says the Spirit of the Lord. Come after me. Follow me in this, says the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Four-hour drive, huh? Praise God. That we're all praying in tongues. We're all seeking you, loving your word more than anything else. That we're spending time with each other in presence. We love you, Jesus. When you get together to have a good time, whether it's with family, always be conscious of the Lord. Maybe, you know, don't be religious. Enjoy your kids and joke, have a good time, laugh. We're a church, a body going someplace. When you millennials get together, when y'all have your times together, act crazy and have a good time, but be ready for the Holy Ghost to just come in at times. You guys might just start laying hands on each other and the power of God fill the house. Glory be to God. Beware of my presence in your homes, says the Spirit of the Lord. Be a family, go about, do things like a normal family does. But when I tell you as a mother to go lay hands on your child, go do it. Let them feel the love of God. The oppression of this world is coming in great manner. As fathers, love your daughters, love your sons. Hold them, touch them with the love of God. The enemy has assignments to harm, to destroy, 
But know this, that the power of prayer breaks all assignment, says the Spirit of the Lord. Don't ever get too far away from the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit, says the Spirit of the Lord. If I alert you, right in the middle of a business deal, if I alert you right in the middle of something in the natural and you feel my presence, dismiss yourself, go to the restroom, go outside, go someplace, get in your car, spend 10 minutes, break the power of whatever the enemy wants to do. Be aware of all times that you are first spirit. You're a spirit being with the authority. Jesus. Jesus. Yes, Lord. I'm wrestling with him because I, I was telling him, no, I don't want to say that. And then I had to check and see. But I'll go right back in. Know of a surety that much of the things that have happened in this nation shootings destruction in schools horrible things even to my people at times if I have developed intercessors these things can be stopped and I have never permitted anything of the sort. But in every situation, in these types of things, I could not find the authority and the power of prayer resident to stop what I wanted to stop. So stay in prayer. Because you'll not only stop things for your own children and grandchildren, but you'll stop things out of state, places of the world. Mahalo Didi. Never, never, ever, never, ever, never, ever be too tired. If I wake you up and you know you're under a burden of prayer, don't sleep it away. Someone's life may hinge on your prayers. It's one thing to dismiss a burden of prayer to grow I'll always come back. But some things are momentary. 
And they only can be handled at the moment. I'll give you space to grow, but as intercessors, you're supposed to stop a lot of plans that he has. Or, Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Worship you, Jesus. Well, I know he's saying a lot in prophecy. I, I can't help it. Can you sing it one more time at least, and then we'll... I'll try to let us go if he says so. Hallelujah. You parents, I speak to you. You are watchmen for your children. Be so keen to the spirit. Be so keen to my spirit, says the Lord. If your child is even at someone else's home and I speak to you, go get them. Go get them. Go get them. It doesn't matter the day, the hour it is, but you leave your home and get your child because you will protect them from the plan of the enemy. And if I say they don't go to school today, they don't go to school. Be keen. Listen. Listen to my spirit. For you are the watchman for your family. So heed to my voice. Be so sensitive in these days and hours ahead because of the plans of the enemy for this world. But you will overcome if you stay in prayer. If you stay before my face and in my word, I will lead you. I will guide you. I will direct you. It's so important in the days and the hours ahead. Listen to the Spirit of the Lord. Listen, listen, listen. Listen to my voice. Follow through. Follow, 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 follow through. For I will protect you. I will protect your family. I will lead you and guide you and direct you. When you're even in your car and I say, Oh no, don't go that way, but go this way. That's what you do. Be so keen to my spirit. I will lead you, guide you, direct you. I will keep you from harm. I will lead you to bring deliverance for others as you listen to my voice and as you spend the time in prayer, as you spend the time in intimacy with me. Spend the time so you know and you can be used and will be used in these last days. And my glory shall fall in this earth. My glory shall fall in this place. Because you seek my face. You seek my way. And not your way. Wake up young people. Wake up millennials. Wake up children. Listen, listen, listen. 
Train your children. It's so vital for these last days. Train them to even be sensitive to my spirit and to call you and say, come get me. So they will call you and they will hear my voice also and follow through as you be the example to be the example. Be the example. Watch your words. Watch what goes on in your home. Turn off the TV. Put down the cell phones. Put down the book. And read my book. Read my book. Worship me. Spend the time with me. Spend the time. For the time is short. The time is short. Father, we thank you for this day. And you've given us a lot to meditate on and think about and pray about spiritual growth where it starts at and how we have to dedicate ourselves even to a place where at times it feels like we're suffering miserable a little bit but going forward Lord we receive these prophecies God that we would be so sensitive to your spirit we thank you for it in Jesus name Amen Candy and I trained our two beautiful daughters growing up that if they were ever even in their favorite family's presence and favorite uncle, favorite aunt, whatever, if they ever needed to call us, to call us. Hallelujah. As we taught them that they could trust something on the inside of them, which was an alarm, and, and we tried to keep up the same. Hallelujah. All that and it's only 10 till 12. Isn't that amazing? Hallelujah. You know, you need to listen to Jim Martin's message from last Wednesday night. It's awesome. He said, I'm just going to tell you, he, he said, uh, revivalists don't cook pot roast. What? <laughs> You'll have to hear it. But it was awesome. It's quick, real quick. He said his mom used to cook those pot roasts growing up at the Good Baptist Church. Man, they'd come in on Sundays and uh, they'd been cooking, waiting, could not wait to get home for that pot roast. He said, us revivalists, now I'm, I'm letting you out early, but he said, revivalists, we, we're coming to a point where we can't say, oh, we got, oh, mama cooked dinner and we got to be there or the pizza's coming at 12 you know 12 15 or the that ain't gonna work for us we can't set no time limits on services hallelujah well we were all gonna get together all of us young people at at one you know at 12 45 or 12 30 make the plans but get ready for them to be interrupted oh glory to god here i had all of your good attention and then you're you're, you're gonna i I got five more minutes at least. I'll just stand here and look at you. Hallelujah. You better give me an amen. amen. 
glory be to God. <laughs> and not of this. When's, where's, where's my food? Uh-huh. Where's my food? I'll tell you where your food is. Your food's right here. Amen. Your food's right here. Amen. We're gonna, what we're going to do is we're going to have a bunch of services where you, bless God, you're just welcome to leave whenever you want. We'll be here at 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon just shouting down and glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Didn't they do a good job? All of them did a good job. All of our worship team, we praise God. We love you. Have a wonderful evening, wonderful day. Go get something to eat. Bless God. Hallelujah. You're blessed. Amen.